Welcome to St. James Parish in Wilmington, North Carolina. You can learn more about St. James on our website at stjamesp.org. So what are we going to do with this? (laughs) Today we have one of those passages that makes some of us Episcopalians squirm. We like Jesus, the Prince of Peace, as the one who said, blessed are the peacemakers. The one who, after his resurrection, told his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I want to talk about passages like the one from Hebrews, which calls us to make every effort to live in peace with everyone. That was a couple weeks ago. But what do we do when we hear Jesus say, do you think that I've come to bring peace on earth? No, rather division. I came to bring fire. We do what we always do. We say, the gospel of the Lord, with a response, praise to you, Lord Christ. Although it would take, it would likely take a lot longer than you're willing to listen to me to unpack all that has, there is in this passage. I promise you, since this is the gospel of the Lord, the good news of Christ, we will not leave here without it. So stay with me. In Jesus, there is always hope. The crowds are growing larger. Jesus is under extreme stress as he nears the end of his journey, making his way to Jerusalem where he will be killed, and he is not holding back. It's not been an easy journey for him, and it won't be easy for his followers either. And he needs to make sure they, we, know that. The crowd has been fed. They have witnessed the miracles. They've soaked in his message of healing words. But they also need to know that when he's gone, it's going to require more than a passive reception of all Jesus has to offer. And it's going to cause division. Jesus actually begins with a wish. He's hoping to kindle a fire that ignites The problem is that when we think of fire, our usual first response is that of destruction. If you've ever been the recipient of a destructive fire, it's difficult to see past that. At the hospital, I've seen burn victims, and they carry the literal scars on their body for life. Yet, and... When fire is controlled, we know that the destructive effects become beneficial and purifying. Throughout Scripture, fire is used in many ways good. It purifies precious metals as it brings that dross to the top and then is skimmed off so that you can see a reflection in the metal. Moses came upon a burning bush, and in the flames he heard the voice of God. That fire changed the direction of not only his life, but the life of thousands, the direction of thousands. Ten chapters later, Moses and the people of Israel were led from slavery into freedom of the promised land by what? The pillar 
of fire at night. It's, it was used for light. Just earlier, if we'd read a little bit of, um, in Hebrews earlier, God is called a consuming fire with the implication of one that cleanses, purges, separates, and heals. Always healing. Sometimes there are things that need to be divided. And if we can accept it, it doesn't necessarily have to mean failure for any of us. We like the stories of Jesus feeds the thousands and performs miracles, and we especially like to think of Jesus' message. It's easier to talk about the ones of love, joy, forgiveness. But here our Lord says he's stressed and he uses fire and division to get our attention, possibly for us to get rid ourselves of the dross and thereby be able to receive his message of love, joy, and forgiveness. When Jesus spoke these words and then some 60 years later when Luke wrote them down, a decision to follow Christ exposed believers to rejection in their communities and repercussions in their homes. At various periods in our early church, professing faith in Christ and being identified with him through his baptism could lead to one's own crucifixion or painful death. There are even places today in our world where people leave everything to follow and are identified to be identified with Christ. He's saying there are going to be parents who do not understand why their grown children would risk lives for the teachings of a simple carpenter. There are going to be children who can't believe their parents would join a group started by a political radical the Romans crucified. And still today, Fathers and sons, mothers and daughters. You saw the list. Everybody's there. Find themselves on opposite sides of the fence as they interpret the, Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. Division, rather than peace, came to many families and still does because of the gospel. Though we may not be faced by such drastic consequences as death for following Christ in our world, I'd like to argue that it still requires a commitment if we want it to bring us the fire that cleanses the garbage from our lives so that we can better hear the message of love, joy, and understanding, forgiveness. Lutheran pastor, here's a little fire and brimstone for you this morning. Lutheran pastor and homiletics professor Melvin Amundsen says that Jesus way, on Jesus' way to the cross, he yelled fire to burn away any temptation to fall for a faith that's lukewarm, small, and convenient when what we needed is one as large as life and death itself. He says, Perhaps Jesus yells fire to warn us of the temptation to settle for a cheap and easy religion, to reduce stewardship to that what we can spare, to diminish discipleship to what we have time for when we've done everything else we want to do. Now, you got to love this one. He says, 
Don't be tempted to cut down worship to a quick trip to the church when the weather is too bad for anything else. Or, even then, we find ourselves disappointed no one has figured out how to deliver it through a drive-up window with takeout service. As I read the Reverend Amundsen's Fire and Brimstone remarks, which was written decades before COVID struck, I couldn't help but recall the drive-through Advent and Lent in the box pickups we had out here during COVID and all of our stay-at-home Zoom offerings. Now, this is not a offense for those of you watching from the convenience of your home and your PJs this morning, because just because we're sitting here in person doesn't make us immune to complacency in our faith journey. But it's okay. It's good. If it causes us to pause and wonder if we don't need a little fire in our own faith walk, it's good to purge away the things that get in the way of receiving Jesus and of spreading the gospel. But never fear. Although Jesus uses fire and division to ignite us and to openly warn us of what we can expect in following him, he is still the Prince of Peace. He left us with his peace, with his Holy Spirit, and his message is still one of love, joy, and forgiveness. And that, my friends, is the good news I have for you this morning. Amen.